Oh, so we were in the car on the way back. And I'm like, let me see if the actor in the show that I'm watching right now is on uh, Instagram. And I look and there's an account and it's not verified. So I'm like, I don't know if this is him. And that, yeah. So then I reach out to the account and he's and, and he says he'll do the pod. And I go, uh, well, what's your email? And he gives an email and the email comes back like mail or demon, you know, like this doesn't really exist. Also, the email has in it. Well, I don't know if we want to say that. Well, well, you can I'm say that. Saying, I noticed I, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if you want to say that about someone's email, you know? Let's ask him, but let's keep it in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so, I'm really nervous now. You didn't You didn't tell me that this was... <laughs> well, everybody's along for the ride. If if we got an imposter, we're going to have to... Th- this what if he like, signs what if it's on just and it's Perry. just like a huge penis? Just <laughs> yeah. in the frame. We'll, have, uh, we'll get Neve from Catfish to actually find us the real Scott Ryan to do the pod. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not... If this isn't Scott Ryan... I'm going to the death to find Scott Ryan. Because before <laughs> yes. this, I would have been okay. If, if I just didn't get a response back, I would have been fine. But now that we got the response, this isn't really Scott Ryan. We got we to gotta go down on the mic. Oh, yeah. We've got an investigation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, if there's people from Australia tuning in, we're sorry. If, if this you is guys are real, good at it. If no. this is the real Scott I'm... Ryan and people from Australia end up tuning into this, we're sorry. No, I, you I guys are good at it because I've been watching the show because you told me to. Oh, so I've been listening to a lot and you guys sound great. I would yeah. not even attempt. Oh, come on. Give us a little. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Nope. Have a beat. Nope. I have a guy at it. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love these shy. I uh, love it heaps. I-, I had the accent down so much when we were watching. How disrespectful are we being? Oh, uh, horrible. Yeah. I'm so we're so are sorry we? if you're tuning in from you're Australia. just trying. Scott, we're so sorry you haven't made it on the show yet, but, but if it, listening to this. But if this isn't Scott, you deserve all of this, whoever's doing this to us. Gotta heal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Guy to heal. We'll flip it on him. Well, let me ask you, how is he responding to the DM? Oh, like super kind, very nice. He seems like the most chill guy. Did he write yeah. back to you, Cass, when you sent the Zoom invite? Uh yeah, he did. Okay. So this could be. You know, and, and here's the thing, right? He doesn't seem like a guy who likes show business or show business stuff. Like I was watching for the show, he won best actor. And like every time he won, he wasn't there to accept the award. No <laughs> like, way. Yeah, which is like cool. I, I love yeah, the vibe. Yeah. But I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, as far as yeah. doing this podcast, I don't know if it's something <laughs> that DMing him would be something that he'd be like, yeah, sure, I'm down. So he doesn't show up to accept his like Emmy, but he's like, yeah, I'll do pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's where my suspicion is a little. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. So this is everybody's along for this ride. We don't know if we're really getting uh, the actor from what this to is me fun. is like the best show I've watched in years. It's when did it premiere? Good. 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, okay. it's had and three it's only seasons two seasons. That's it. Three. Yeah. Three okay. seasons. <clears throat> I'm in the middle of the first. It is. Oof. He takes you on the ride, but I, I don't want to talk about it too much until he until he does or does not show you up. You know, I show. will say I'm I'm wondering if Sopranos and Tony Soprano kind of influenced him at, lo- at all in creating this character because I found myself as I'm watching it, rooting for him, loving him, wanting him to win, no one wanting anything bad happening to him, and he's like a cold-blooded killer, but he has this little girl and he's in this group therapy session. And, you know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah, I mean, the very, the pilot episode, he pushes a guy off a ledge. In the first three minutes. First three minutes. And then (laughs) it smash cuts to a scene where he's taking a shower and he's like picking up a ladybug and and bringing it over to (laughs) his towel on his rack as to, you know, not kill it. Which is, you know, I think that's a 3D, complex 3D character. And it's mm-hmm. it's just a lot of that. It's just a lot of like violent uh, actions, like right up against like now he's a dad. Yeah. And, or now the he's a brother. Dad. And now the he's greatest a, a, dad. a friend, you know, and he's doing things that you would see somebody do and you'd be like, oh, well, that's a good guy. Yeah. A guy you can count on. You know, and then the next scene, he'll be shooting a guy dead in a ditch that he made him dig his own grave for, you know, the wrong one, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And here's uh, here's what I want to say from before. After the mail came, the email came back and said, this email doesn't exist. We reached back out and we're like, hey, the email doesn't exist. And it was like, oh, there was a typo. Try this. And then we tried that. And it was only one letter off and we tried it and it worked. Yeah. So type I. 
We don't know. I don't know. This is this is uh, what, what do you cast? What do you give percentage that it is him compared to percentage it is not? I think it's like 90 percent him because because okay. when you uh, you know how it has your email address, but then has your name. Yes. I, it, it says S. Ryan. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it could be fake. That could easily that could be. be faked. Oh, but no, that, you that can't fake that. A, you, that takes me right up to a 90 percent. I don't think you could fake that, but I like to you believe know, in human beings. on his Instagram. His name also says Scott Ryan. So it has to be him. Whoa. I want Gabby <laughs> to take a screenshot of our faces of when he pops up, because if it's his face, I just yeah. I don't know genuinely like what where three of us are going to look like. Our it's just going to be like, what a relief. Oh, so relieved. Thank God. Yeah, this is going to be the, the warmest welcome he's ever had. Maybe what if somewhere. it's just him with hair? <laughs> um, do you have uh, winners that you want to announce or no? Should we not? Oh, yeah. No, I think before? let's no. I think we should do that next week to give people a week to like get all the stuff out. Okay. You know what I mean? OK, because if we want to do like most like comments, Can we recap we what you're doing again. You're giving away a thousand dollars in total, but each you're picking fifty dollar. Yeah, well, I had like that Irish guilt thing where it was like, man, we just made all this money money from the Super Bowl commercial. And I literally just like was walking down the street and got a phone call like, hey, do you want this? (laughs) It was like, come work for one day. So I was like, well, and I was like, I'm laying in bed. Like, how do I how do I give this feeling to other people? Maybe. And obviously this is a much smaller way, but I think people for fans of this show have been great and they stuck with us through COVID and everything and they are super supportive. So I was like, oh, maybe we give like a chance for them to win some money. So yeah, I'm just giving away a thousand bucks. You could tune into last week if you want to figure out how to win it. It's, it's like a, long- I had a really speaking of fans. I had a really cool fan encounter that I told you guys briefly about. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working on big sky and this lovely girl that works in the production office, I think with like the COVID team and her and I text, but not like just to set up COVID testing times, whatever. And she came up to me the other day on set to say that she's leaving but she wanted to let me know that she has been a Pajama Pants fan since episode one because she has had the she's been obsessed with Casims and she's 10 years old, has Join loved him club. and followed him. She's 10 years did, old. Has no idea who I am or Rob, but just <laughs> stuck with the pod while we still were figuring it out just for Casim. And she is one of our oh, panties, awesome. like a loyal panty. And she was like, when I saw your name that you were joining the show, I was like, oh my God, it's Jamie from Pajama Pants. And I don't know why I told Shout her. Shout her out. What's her name? Wait, you don't know why what? Just say her first name. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our but fans I, don't want to be <laughs> announced. <laughs> All right. Well, you know who you are. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> it, I told her it meant so much to me. I don't know why I was like, I just feel such a bond with people that, are true fans of this podcast because I feel like you guys know the real me, maybe more real me than even some of my friends in this world because of all the places we go and all the things that we talk about. And I just said, I was like, this is the best thing you could have ever told me. I love it. I love it. And that was the first time that's ever happened to me. So I, I love it. We do have this weird connection with people that listen to the show. It's kind of like when you grow up in a small town and then you see somebody you grew up with, like in the big city. You know, and you're like, hey, we shared this thing. Yes. You know, now we're here. Yes. I know you from that place. Yes. I was. So my friend is working on this company that they want to like revolutionize the plant based meat industry. And it's because it's like it's so it's supposed to be a healthy thing, but it's so unhealthy. Like most of these companies where it's like terrible. It's it's all this fats and oils and sodium. hundreds of fucking ingredients and crap. So their thing is like three ingredients. It's like mushrooms beet juice and water or like salt, you know, like a couple things. I know that's four, but I, uh, so I, he was in town from New York doing a food truck and a guy who I met at his wedding. And I met a couple times before that is at the food truck and he works for the food truck. He's friends with Papa, blah, blah, they're all connected. And he's like, yo, he's like, man, he's like, the podcast is fire. He's like, my wife loves it. He's like, oh. I always just area. He's like, I always hear, listen to it. And it's like, we were there to like, you know, I was introducing my friend to him to possibly talk about like getting it into their restaurants and this because it's, you know, the, I think they're both just good people and they should connect. And I just completely like ditched them. And I was like, oh, yeah, you like the yeah, yeah you love the pot. Huh? Like, yeah. yeah. How about we were talking about farts last week? Huh? Like, you know, you just <laughs> you get that. Like you said, like, oh, we experienced this this thing. And you kind of know, like. If somebody likes to me, if somebody is like, oh, I love the pod, it's like, oh, you're not too delicate. 
you know? Yes. I, I don't really enjoy spending time around people who are just like, it's like everything you say, you have to be like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe this person, are you offended? Or right. And like, if you listen to this, it's, you could handle the basic shit in life, like the basic conversations, I feel, you know? Yeah, I felt like I had a bond with her when she told me that. I was like, oh, you get me. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, you like love two of my most favorite people in the world. Like, okay. Like I could, I'd hang out. I, I'll sit and talk to you for same as you. Like I I loved hearing it. I think. And also there's, there's this thing sometimes where, you know, there's times where for me, like it's very clear that we're potting. And then there's times where I'm like, we're just hanging out talking, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, man, these people like, yeah, you forget that there's all these people who are listening every mm -hmm. weekend. You know, there's like, I think there's a, uh, amount of people who just like are like, yeah, I like the show. But then there's like, you know, the five or 10% who are like, like, you know, like they love it. And that's where yeah. you're like, it's hard to even think like, man, because yeah. I go to the Perry Carabello streets, you know, I go to his, right. his live shows all the time. Oh, Jamie, that's this is the you only time where you so guys much. lose me. <laughs> but I go to the Perry Carabello streets. So like when I watch his live streaming and I'm in the chat and stuff and they're just like, oh, PJ Pants, like last week was great. Da -da -da. Really? Like, yeah. Yami. Oh, Yami, you caused quite a stir. Oh, no. When tell they're me. bleeping these comments that you say about <laughs> Perry. And then they don't know. They're all like, what do we have to do to find out what Jamie said about Perry? <gasps> Jamie, can you rate <laughs> Perry Caravella one to ten? As a human or a guest? Just your whoa. whoa. Oh, Jesus. Oh, bleep that, Gab. Gabby. <laughs> there's no way that Perry's ears could ever hear what she just said. <laughs> oh my God. I'm starting to think we should stop asking her about Perry. Bleep I think that. you should. Wow. But I thought you said you like that people are a pajama pants fan because they hear your honesty, Amy. Be sure, honest. but I don't want to offend anybody, clearly. <laughs> well, don't worry. They can't hear because we bleep it every time. <laughs> and people want to know what you said. So good. I love it. Just keep bleeping it. Guys, before we get back to the pod, we got some uh, sponsors to deal with. First of which... Is one of my favorites. Which one is that, Cass? Every morning I wake up before I get my coffee going, I go over to my athletic greens. I open that green tin. I take a scoop and I put it in the little water bottle they gave me, shake it up, and I'm, I down it. I don't really take my time with it. I just get it out of the way. That's incredible. It's for people who don't have the time, but they want to get all that good stuff in their system. So instead of you know, the 75 great ingredients they have in there trying to walk around all day when you're at work and this and trying to get 75 different beneficial things in your body is pretty tough, but not anymore. Right, Cass? That's right. It's keto. It's paleo. It's vegan. It's dairy free. It's gluten free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it still tastes good and it supports better sleep. I know that's something that we both care deeply about. You know, I'm all about that sleep. Sleep. Is that a good? That was good. Yeah, good. Right. Uh, so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash pajama. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash pajama to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance native. Wow, this is the easiest. This is the easiest thing in the world for me, babe. I have to go today because when I was putting my deodorant on to come here, I was like, shit, I got to reorder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm going to go reorder because it's what I've been using every day. And now I have a new. Yeah. New habit. You have a new thing. It's they don't use aluminum in their deodorant, by the way. Uh, they want to help you practice safe sweats, which is why they keep their ingredients uh, list bare naked with ingredients you understand, like coconut oil, shea butter and baking soda. And uh, above it, just being like healthy. The one thing that I always look for in a, in a deodorant stick is how it smells. And this stuff smells really great because when you change deodorants, you're changing how you smell to yourself and other people. So Native by far has the best selling deodorant I've ever tried. Smell and feel fresh all day long with Native. Get 20% off your first order by going to nativedeo.com slash pajama or use promo code pajama at checkout. That's nativedeo.com 
com slash pajama or use promo code pajama at checkout for 20% off your first order. Well, he should be here any second. Yeah, I feel like and I don't want I'm to launch I'm actually him. kind of nervous right now. Are you nervous? <laughs> it's one. He's so good on the show. Um, this is going to be real fun. It's so good. I, I love have, his face. Yeah, I love his like, smile. I'm like, I fucking I love, love your face. Smile. Yeah, he's his, he's his smile. He's so good. <laughs> oh, we gotta, yeah, uh, Gabby, we gotta isolate that. <laughs> Jamie, isolate just enhance. A, Jamie, just double that a, track, please. Zooming in, game. So bad at it. Let's see how uh, prompt he is, because right now in, in Australia, mm. it's. Oh, let me guess. Wait, hold on. I could tell you, it's one in the afternoon. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Is it? I think so. Siri, what time is it in Australia? 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Okay. Tomorrow, though. In Canberra, Australia. Oh, of course. Man. Yeah. He's in the future. Yeah. 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 He, and I, I tried to give him a time frame of like that hey, actually works. Work. The time. Oh, it works great. We thought that it was like six hours. The I thought it was 3 a.m. his time. You know? Because <laughs> yeah. when we first checked, it was like a real late time, you know? I well, then it. I would be more encouraged. It would be him because then I'm like, oh, that's why he doesn't go to the award shows because it's like not on his like Rob time, like Rob time. You know what yeah. I mean? He's a night owl. Oh, well, here look, it is. if Here's he shows up the truth. Hello. Oh, Hi. are you kidding? Wow. We were Scott. I got to tell you, we were 50 50 that it wasn't really going to be you. <laughs> we thought we were maybe getting catfish. I was pretty Hi. sure. So let's see. We're so happy to see you. I felt the same. I thought, no, this can't be really happening. I, you know, so, yeah. Good to see you guys. You well, too. To Thank you. you so much. Yeah, thanks for Thank coming you. on. We we have been so wrapped up in Mister In Between. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I was just I was lost for like two weeks. I wasn't answering texts. I was just <laughs> stuck in your world. And when I would turn the show off, I would be upset that I wasn't in that world anymore. It's you've what you've done. It's just it's incredible, man. It's it's such a it's such a great show. He's Thank been you. upset. I see Rob get uh obsessive over shows every once in a while and it's not that often you know yes. and 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 rob's kind of a snob when it comes to what he watches <laughs> it's either like 90 day fiance or like <laughs> prestige television and so when he was really going on and on he's like you gotta watch this you got it usually takes him like a few weeks before i actually listen to him and i <laughs> start watching it uh and then when i did i was like oh i, I totally get it almost right away you know in that first scene in season one and sorry it took us like three years or four years to talk about your show but uh just kudos and welcome to the pod and and we're so excited to have you thank you thank you i was curious how you would describe mr in between to somebody who's like i haven't seen it yet what is it what like how do you describe the show it's basically curb your enthusiasm but um larry david's a hitman yes that's that's kind of it's like it's just Slice of life. Here's his day. <laughs> this is what happens. But he's not a stand-up comedian. He's not involved in that. He just kills people instead. But he gets into you know, and, and Kirby enthusiasm was an inspiration for Mr. Mm. Between as well. The PP you know, guy episode was a very the PP guy is a total a... ripoff. <laughs> it's a total ripoff of Larry David. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Come around to my house and and it's kind of you know perhaps funnier because of what Ray does for a living. You know, yeah. he's got to go around to his friend's house. He kills people. He's got to go around to the house and say, yeah, look, I, I'm sorry for leaving the porno here. You know, yeah. the way the way that I looked kind of at your show was like normally when I watch a TV show, it's it's like I relate it to like smoking weed. You're like, all right, I'm going to sit here for 30, 45 minutes. I know exactly where I'm going to be in 45 minutes where your show was like taking a psychedelic or something where I was like, all right, like (laughs) I'm going to put this on right now and sit down. But in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like I have no fucking idea if I'm going to be upset, if I'm going to be happy, if I'm going to be inspired, if I'm going to be angry, if I'm going to be. And I think that like when you're making art, like what's, what's better than that? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what you want really. I mean, there's nothing worse than watching something and, and going, okay, well, I know what I'm in for here, you know, and that's and that's what you get with a lot of stuff that's really story driven. You kind of know because you've seen what happened last week. You're kind of expecting, okay, well, the story's mm-hmm. got to continue, so therefore I'm expecting this. But with this kind of show, because it's slice of life, and I found that very much for The Sopranos, 
you kind of didn't, you know, even though there was kind of story arcs that would run through a season, there was kind of everyday stuff that would come out of nowhere. Like, for example, my favourite episode, Pine Barrens, you know. Um, you know, it's some, you know, these guys are going to do this mundane thing and it's no big thing. They're just going to get some money and, and it turns into this episode that's just crazy. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap, like I never expected I would have gone here and this would have happened. And, you know, that's kind of, that episode for me is kind of like a template of, um, you know, for what I wanted to do with, with, with Mr. In Between and try to do with every episode if possible. Um, is kind of have it as sort of just mundane every day. This is happening and then stuff goes wrong and, and, uh, you don't know what you're going to get. It's like a lucky dip, which for the audience is, um, I think is, is kind of cool. You know? Absolutely. Can you tell us, um, how do you came up with the show and this character? Yeah. Um, originally it was a, originally it was a feature film. I made a feature film when I was at university. Um, I mean, originally I just wanted to be a writer. That's, that's all I wanted to be. And um, I wasn't really getting anywhere with that. So I decided I was going to have to make something myself. Uh, so I didn't know anybody in the industry. I didn't know anybody who, you know, makes any kind of stuff in any way, shape or form. So I thought I'm going to have to go somewhere where I can meet a bunch of people who can help me make something. So basically I went to university. So the second year of the course, I said, right, you know, I said to the, because we all had to make a film every, um, every sort of every year of this, in this course. And I said, oh, can I, can I make a feature film? Um, and I kind of got laughed at. Um, but they said, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Make a feature film. So that was where the kind of, that's the genesis of the character. And I made a, uh, and made the feature film The Magician. I started work on that, I think, in about 2001, and it was released theatrically in Australia in about 2005. Wow. So I worked on it for a couple of years. So that's not where the character came from, but, you know, as far as where the show came from, um, the thing with the film was I had $3,000 to to make the feature. So I had... Uh, very little money, no crew. I mean, I was doing almost everything. Like I was the props guy. Uh, I was buying the I was buying the costumes, like the wardrobe, what people would wear. I'd go to secondhand stores and I'd be like, oh yeah, I think this guy this guy would be good in that that jacket and these pants and all that kind of stuff. So it was really a, it was like a film school in a way, you know. I was feeding people, so I was doing the catering. <laughs> So I'm probably the only writer-director that's ever been responsible for the catering as well because I'd feed everybody on set. I'd go, right, I'd go down at the takeaway store and buy a roast chicken and, you know, and all the, all the, all the you know, the coleslaw and all the kind of potato salad and, you know, take care of that. The props, sometimes I forget the props, you know, sometimes I forget this or the other, you know, costume. What else did I do? Wardrobe, costume. Uh, I don't think I did any makeup. Um, script supervisor, yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff, and, and this, yeah, well, yeah, script supervisor, uh, <laughs> first AD. Uh, I was doing everything because there was no crew. The guy that was holding the camera was was in the was in the movie, was playing a character. So, wow, wow, I love that. That's like real guerrilla filmmaking, but I feel like it probably is just. To me, like, as you're telling this story, it just feels, I can only imagine how much it informs you and prepared you to just, re like, Ray, watching him is just such a full character, and you're, there's just, there's not a false moment in the show, and that's rare, and I really appreciate that about you, and I can only imagine all of this work that you've put in to making a movie, but this character, you know, helped that. Yeah, look, he'd been with me for a long time, you know, and I'd done a lot of research, you know, um, it just just even for the magician, like I'd read. I mean, the the thing that, that got it all started was a book called Contract Killer about a New York hitman, uh, and he'd written this book, and you know, it was based on his actual life and life experiences and that's kind of where the idea came from and then I 
just got my hands on every book I could read about, you know, hitmen basically and uh, just devoured those and that's kind of where, you know, that's where the sort of the character um, came from, I guess, you know, and there's Australian, there's a guy called Chopper Reed who was a criminal, famous criminal here in Australia. Um, so, yeah, sort of taken from different sort of, different sort of places, different sort of sources. But um, i got to say The Sopranos was probably, The Sopranos was probably the most influential, the most influential, you know, TV show or film or whatever you want to call it, like uh, as far as the development of Mystery Between goes. And, you know, every time I'd have to write a season, you know, whether it was season two or season three, I'd sit down and I'd watch every episode of The Sopranos with a pen and a piece of paper, just making notes, you know, just going, well, okay, that's a good scene. Maybe I can do something like that or there's a bit of dialogue here I like. Could I do something like that? So I totally, in a lot of ways, completely ripped off the surprise. <laughs> well, I mean, we definitely could see the parallels, but I don't think you ripped it off. I think you 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 nailed it because what you did was what the late, amazing Jim Gandolfini was able to do was make – this character who's, you know, not by definition a good human being per se, but mm. showing all of the wonderful, full embodied sides of this person and you root for him in every possible way. And that's, you know, all due to your ability, but you, we could see the parallels, but you you did it so well. I, I never watched Soprano, so to me, it's completely original. <laughs> that's right yeah me and rob have not i really, really have watched the show i've never <laughs> seen it so i like everything so my my the way i found out about mr in between was our friend who's an actor who was on sopranos uh joey perino was like rob he's like you gotta watch the show you gotta watch the show and i'm like oh and he's like he said he's like to me it's the best show since sopranos i'm like okay which i know like during COVID, when everybody was like, what show are you going to watch? What show are you going to watch? Uh, Joey was just watching Sopranos on a loop. You know, he's like, oh, I just, as soon as it's over, I just started again. He's like, why bother with something new? He's like, this is so good. And he told me, he's like, this is the best show I've seen since Sopranos. He's like, you have to see it. And uh, by the end of season two, I called him and had like a really sincere phone call with him, thanking him for <laughs> for telling me to watch the show. Because I was like, man, this I was just so in this world and he's and he now he's like you got to watch sopranos you know he's trying to tell me like you, you should check out sopranos you'll love it i'm like ah, i just i can't you know i can't do it wow i wanted to ask how much if any of the show is improvised because when i'm watching the scene like in season one where you're in the car with um, the guy who kidnapped you for Davros and you're talking about the name Quentin and blokey mm. blokes. I was crying laughing and I was wondering, I was like, is this just some brilliant improv right here or did you write that? Well, it's funny. It uh, The first part of the scene was written. So, you know, the whole getting into the thing about having a boy, having a girl and all the Quentin stuff. Um but the thing about Matt Nabel, who plays Dave in the show, he's one of the he's he's one of the greatest improvisers I've ever seen. <laughs> so at some point during a take, he just went completely like it was supposed. To, I think the scene was supposed to end where I say, you know, name one blokey bloke, you know, and it was just supposed to end on that. But he yeah. just started talking, <laughs> and he starts talking about this guy. Um, who was Quentin, who actually existed. He was a real guy. Um, and he just went on improvising for a couple of minutes. And I was ha having a lot of trouble. That's probably the hardest scene for me in the in all seasons of the show where I really had to try to hold it together and not laugh. <laughs> I get why. And the thing is, and the thing is he just he kept on like there was other stuff after that. He segued into this other thing that was just as funny, but um we couldn't have like a 10 minute improvised scene <laughs> at that point, but he's hilarious. And, and he did it a bunch of times. There was, there was other stuff he did where he just did, but there wasn't a lot of improvisation in the show. Um, not as much as people seem to think there, think there was, but um, the magician, definitely the original film that I made that that was heavily improvised. There is a question. Who do you got to sleep with to get a Theragun around here? I like to ask it. Jamie likes to answer it by That's saying, right her husband cutter because he worked for the company and guess what jamie wouldn't be with some 
you know, no. guy who wasn't doing the right thing. No, no, Theragun no. is a handheld percussive device. It's one of our longest sponsors. And it's something that I've been using for a long time. I used to use it only after workouts. Now I use it before you got and after up. workouts. That's it's right. a massage in your hand. I'm doing it three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. And it is, woo, it works. Love the Theragun. That's right. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which 60% deeper than just a vibration alone. Did you know that? I, I do now. It goes deeper and deeper. Uh, try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash pajama right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash pajama, therabody.com slash pajama. Okay, now before we get back to the pod, uh, you know what I like about this sponsor? What do you like about it? It protects you and your family. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have ring doorbells uh, in the front of my house. A lot of you guys do. No, no ring from their doorbell cameras. But now they do ring alarms, which makes your whole home sort of covered. And they offer a monitoring service. So um, if you've already got the doorbell cam, it's kind of a, you're already in the family. You, you know? should get ring alarm. Ring alarm. Ring alarm. That was ring for free. That was for, well, maybe we'll charge them a little That's bit, right. but ring alarm is an award-winning security system. You can easily install it yourself. You can get extra protection with available professional monitoring when you subscribe and ring didn't stop there. They've changed home security with the ring alarm pro. So when it comes to protecting my home, I've gone pro with ring alarm pro. There are no long-term commitments guys. If anything happens, professional monitoring will call you and can request emergency services. Best of all, Ring Protect Pro is an amazing deal. It's true. Ring has an award-winning alarm and to protect my home, I've gone pro with Ring Alarm Pro. To learn more, go to ring.com forward slash pants. That's ring.com forward slash pants. You know, as I'm watch, as I watch it and you you fall more and more in love with Ray, I think in my life, who do I know that's like Ray? And the only person I can think of was Robert because you, Rob, you are like, you can't be anything but truthful. Like you're, you're, you don't anticipate ever a reaction to anyone. Like you listen and you respond honestly. And that's not a common thing. And that, that's what I love so much about Ray. And that's what I love so much about Rob. I don't know if you notice Rob, or maybe that's why you love it so much. Cause you're seeing so much of yourself in him. You're just not a hitman. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I think one of the things that I love, you know, cause like that, that conversation that you brought up in the car, I think was the moment for me when I was like, oh, this shows for me, you know, yeah. like I was mm -hmm. like, this mm -hmm. is like, I was mm -hmm. from that moment on, I was just so like in for the ride everywhere. And again, like what you said, Jimmy was like, there was no moment in, you know, and I don't want to be like as an actor, but like, you know, <laughs> I think when you're an actor, you're more sensitive to like, Oh, you could feel that person's trying to like hit their mark or you could feel yeah, that yeah. they're waiting for their line or this where in your show. I mean, it's three fucking seasons. There wasn't one moment where I was mm -hmm. taken out of the the moment or the world or the this. It was just I, it was just getting deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And one thing I wanted to ask you is. I felt that when when you quit smoking on the show, something changed. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, man, there's, and I don't know if it's cause I quit smoking. So I like, I just put so much into that or something, but I was like, I felt like it all changed when you, Oh yeah. That, that episode, the whole thing mm. turned a corner. Mm. Yeah. And even from that yeah. point on, it yeah. just felt something felt different. Was that, was that my imagination or. No, I think, I mean, if that's what you see and that's what you feel, then that's, that's, that's the truth, you know, as you see it, but um, it wasn't, you know, and I think I, I, I never really thought about that in that way. But now that you say it, I can see where you're coming from. You know, I can kind of go, yeah, okay. Well, you know, he's in a relationship and his life's kind of going pretty well and, you know, in, in many respects. And then that was kind of, yeah, kind of a bit of a turning point where it all kind of went to shit. And then season two became incredibly dark, really kind of much darker. And it became slightly a slightly different show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to touch on that a little bit because there's, there are moments and I, and I have to assume you have a lot of people that come up to you and, and go, man, Ray's anger issues are, I just see myself 
in a lot of what happens. I, I feel like I can keep a lid on it, but if I see injustice or something, I like go completely red and I lose it. And I, I know I've really struggled with anger in my whole life, but um, how many, you know, how often do you get people that identify with that part of it? Is there any part of you that's in that as well? Um, and yeah, I guess that's, that's the question is it just felt so authentic to me watching Ray go through these episodes as somebody who, who has had, you know, real fits of anger that, that have caused mm. a lot of damage, you know, and, yeah. and wreckage yeah. that I've had to, to fix, mm. you know, was that something yeah, look, that you, you saw in yourself yeah. or was that just like, yeah. no, you just played a great character and you wrote a great character. Yeah, look, a lot of it. A lot of it is sort of personal experience. There's so much in the show that is personal experience. Um, you know, the end of the show, for example, the last scene. You know, when Ray's in the taxi. That's that happened to me when I was driving cabs. Um, there's so many things in the show that are my real life in there, and um, me exploring Ray was very much partially me exploring who I am. You know, my issues, my anger. Uh, um, and I'm doing it through that particular character, you know. Um, so absolutely. And I think, you know, people have said to me, you know, that uh, they see a lot of themselves um, in the in the character of Ray. Um, it's kind of universal like that. But I have to say that people, when people do come up to me, they're incredibly polite. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> They think that, you know, if they say the wrong thing, maybe I might kill them. So <laughs> You're a good That's, actor. We've said that many times about The Sopranos where people would ask about what it was like on set. And, uh, and we would always say, like, nobody ever complained that their trailer wasn't big enough. Nobody ever wanted, like, more line, more than because David would, David would, could just kill you off. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, and, and it, it's funny, but it's also true where people yeah. wouldn't, like, nobody's going to come in huffing and puffing and they're like, we would hear stories about shows in LA and we'd be like, that can't fucking be true. We're like, they would argue about like, we want our camper parked closer to set. And if you don't, I'm walking off and this where everybody on the set of Sopranos was just fucking so grateful to be there. And if there were seven campers, we'd all end up in one camper hanging out, laughing, mm -hmm. bullshitting anyway. So it was like, and I, you know, it's one of the many reasons I haven't worked a lot since Sopranos. Cause I've just, I went to do a couple things and I was like, Oh, this isn't, that like this isn't that i i don't feel good you know it was it was yeah. it felt yeah. like work and more yeah you know? yeah well i think you guys unfortunately were incredibly spoiled i guess you know yeah. um and uh you know everything after that's gonna seem like you know i mean you kind of you've been involved in you know most people say is the is the greatest tv show of all time certainly my opinion um and yeah, it must be very, very, very difficult to do anything else after that. And um, yeah, but at least, you know, glass half empty, glass half full. Yes. You know, you did you did have that experience, which most people will never ever yeah. have. Most people will never have an experience like that. You know? I think if anything, especially because so much time has has gone since The Sopranos, for me, it's become less of a work experience and just more like a really special personal memory. You know, it's just, to me, it's more, mm. my memories are more alive of like what Rob was talking about, the, the camaraderie and the, 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 the family that it felt like the fun times, the parties, the events, the after parties, the mm. Christmas parties, mm -hmm. you know, it's those 10 years while obviously professionally and, and getting to act in that show is unparalleled. It's it it's become more of a personal memory, and I think that's probably why Rob doesn't. You don't want to watch it too. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I also feel uh, bad in certain ways and weird about like you know because I was. 12, 13, 14, 15, like I wasn't practicing any gratitude and just looking around and being like, wow, I'm so grateful to be here. This experience is so amazing. It was like, I was 15 years old and I was like, yeah, well, every, you know, like, yeah, you get on the best show in the world. Like, so what? Like, you know, like I thought it was just, that's it. Where now 
that like I'm fucking 37, like a breeze comes by and I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for that breeze. Or like, I got to go to the beach today. I'm so grateful for that. And like, it's, it's just, uh, it's that's a, not it's, normal though, for people like that's because of work you've done on yourself and who you are. You know, I don't think there's people walking down the street, grateful for a, a wonderful breeze in their face, but no, you have sure, no perspective. But- but I just, I think, you know, I think about people like Edie where like, you know, she was such an incredible actress. She got this job and it meant so much to her because she wasn't working for times before. We're like, for me, I, 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 even when they were like, okay, Sopranos is over. I was like, okay. Like there wasn't one part of me that was like, oh my God, well, you should try and hold on to this. And it's going away. And it's this, it was just like, mm. all right, mm. well, I'm 22 mm. and this was great. And now I'll go hang out with my friends. Like what's next, you know, where, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just a. Uh, we, I, I wish I had more chances to be grateful for it while it was going on, you know, instead of just being a kid and being like, oh, well, this is what's up. Like, you know. Yeah. But that's, that, that's, that's just not possible, you know, yeah. because you didn't have the experiences. You hadn't had these experiences, like, you know, talking about eating you know, her experiences. You didn't have that, you know, you had no frame of reference, you know, cause you're a kid, you know? So um, yeah, you can't be kind of, you know, can't be too hard on yourself as far as that concern. That's concerned about not being grateful for it. As long as you're grateful now, I mean, that's that's really all that yeah. matters. Yeah, for sure. Was it hard to let um, Ray go? And then are and also what are there new characters and new what new things for us to look forward to with you? No, I've quit. Um, I'm not going to work again. Um, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> I hope so. I don't, I don't know. You know, you don't know. You could be like that's Rob. What, um, that's what Rob did. So. Yeah, I was going to say, you're talking yeah, to Rob, a guy yeah. that's like, yeah. It's not a joke in this Rob. room. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yeah, look, uh, I kind of, I had, it's interesting, I had season four kind of loosely planned out, even in season three. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe season four, maybe. But it just got to the point where it was just, it was just too much. You know, it was too much. You know, the acting side of it's very tough. You know, I mean, virtually, you know, almost every scene yeah. in the show. Um, so that's really, really difficult. But also, what's what, what was the most difficult thing was probably the fact that. You know, every season I'm writing all the episodes, so I've basically got to come up with two to three feature-length films worth of material mm-hmm. in, you know, four or five months, multiple drafts, polishes and all that kind of stuff. And that's and it's like writing with a gun to your head. You know, you don't have – you never have enough time to do what you want to do the way you want to do it. Um and it's just incredibly difficult. And the great thing now, I'm writing now, I'm working on something, um, I have time, you know. I don't have that gun in my head anymore, you yeah. know, and I can really just think about things. I mean, of course, the problem with that is because I don't have the gun in my head, I'm incredibly lazy, yeah. you know. Sure. And, I, and, I'll, you know, and I'm always looking for excuse. you know, I've, I've got a... I've got to mop the floor today and I've got to vacuum and, you know, I've got to pop that plant over there. And, you know, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to write today. Um, right. I, you know, I had a bit of an epiphany last night and I'm like, dude, you've really got to pull your head out of your ass. You know, like you've been making excuses and you've been writing, you know, every couple of days or something, you've really got to, every day you've got to start, you've got to start doing it. So um, that starts today. Can you share a little bit about what that project is or is it kind of under wraps for now? It's funny. I started, I had this zombie film that I'd been writing for. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Well, you're going to, you're going to be disappointed, but anyway, but <laughs> you're like, that's in the I, trash. I, 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 I started, yeah. I started working on this thing like 17 years ago. I was like zombies. Okay, great. Bang. I'm going to do it. And over the years, I've written about 10 drafts of this thing, but I could never get it to work. I just never, there was something about it, it just didn't work. So I started working on that about uh, probably a year ago, I suppose, or just a bit less than that. And I got 35 pages in and I just went, no, this sucks. This is just not, it's not working, whatever it is. And, and a lot of times you're writing something, you don't know why it sucks. You know, that's the hard part. You know, why does this, why does this not work? 
you know, and it takes time to, then you've got to sort of put it aside and then hopefully, you know, in a year from now or two or 10, I'll finally figure out what was wrong with it and what it needs and then maybe I can make it. But I had a bunch of ideas sitting around. I had about 20 ideas. Um, and there was three ideas that I had that I was kind of drawn to, but I didn't have enough material to make any one of them. You know, there was, and I didn't want to stretch something. I had a bank heist. I had a serial killer movie. And I thought, well, why don't I just see if I can possibly shove these three ideas into the same script? And so that's wow. what I'm working on. Wow. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Cool. And then maybe you throw a sprinkle in some zombies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know no one will see that coming uh yeah, possibly right in yeah, yeah i gotta right imagine yeah. thinking about zombies 17 years ago and then trying to work on that now it's like every iteration of it has been done not to say that it's all been done but it's yeah. got to be much tougher to kind of crack a newer uh zombie film now than it than it used to be but sure. to yeah, be honest yeah. as played out as that genre is i can never get enough zombies you know and i think you'll have Same. an audience for it whenever you decide to revisit it sign yeah yeah let's hope so i feel like the way the industry is now like and i think you know i have i'm not on like social media and stuff i have no idea how popular mr in between is but i think if it's not now, it will be popular enough that if you wanted to come back with another season in three years, four years, five mm -hmm. years, like I don't think there's anything. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. now is it's such a it's just such like even when we were doing Sopranos, David Chase, like the only time he had us all come in for a meeting was one time and we all went upstairs and we're all sitting around and we're like, fuck, this is it. Like, you know, he's going to say it's over or some shit. And he walked into the room and he's like, I He's like, it's, you know, it's a lot. And he's like, I want to take a year off. Is everyone all right with that? And everyone was like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay. And he was like, all right, well, I'll see you guys in a year. You know, it was just like, we all mm. left and everybody. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait to hang out with my friends for a year. And then people were like, you know, like Edie and Lorraine are like, oh, we're going to do a play and we're going to do this. And I was like, you guys are fucking nuts. Like you got a year to <laughs> nothing, you know, or whatever. But it, I think that was, I wonder if that was the beginning of like, you know, where David Chase was one of the people who made an HBO really like where it made the industry not have to be like, all right, every January you come out with 24 episodes mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. that's it. Or we don't want it, you mm -hmm. know, because. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. it's a you know, I think if you came out with another season in fucking three years or four years or five years, it's it's just going to be bigger. Yeah. And, you know, but also if you don't want to, yeah. we're OK with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think it's I think it's a show that's de it's definitely word of mouth, and uh, I mean, looking at a show like you know a show that I really liked was uh, Breaking Bad. I never watched that until it was all over. So yeah, um, you know, the audience will find it, and maybe you know, maybe a film or another yeah. series, uh, you know, down the track when Ray's a little bit older. I've still got this idea in my head, uh, uh, but. If there was a season four or if there was a movie, it would be set in America. There you well, go. the problem is that we, I don't, I've never come across a Demi here in uh, America. <laughs> and but I we have know. soy sauce. We do have soy sauce. Um, I have a question. You, we all try and make things and uh, we all try and, and get like, validation from our peers and, and accolades from the people that we respect and you you got that and that was so uh i think that was pretty soon i mean i you tell me you you put out the product you put out season one um how soon after your your kind of your your baby was out there did you start receiving feedback did you know that people liked it did you know that you were going to be making a season two what you know since this is what we would call a successful show like when did you know that it was all working and and that you were going to be able to do more i think it would be see fx australia made the first season they funded the first season not uh so it was when when i was in the states and we went and met with fx us 
and uh, met with John Lane Graff and a couple of other people, and they just talked about how great they thought the show was, and uh, that was probably the moment where I was kind of like, okay, cool. I think uh, I think we were onto something here, and they they wanted another season, so I think that was probably the the, the kind of pivotal moment. Yeah, and and uh, so you did season one, then you came to the states and then knew you were going to do season two and then that was it or did you have a season two and three order right away or was it kind of season by season no it's just pretty much season by season yeah. yeah and even even in the final season um fx wanted more more seasons um yeah what was that conversation couldn't... like when you said no i'm done i'm done after three i never actually had like a face-to-face conversation with anybody at fx about you know i'm done i just kind of said I was done and that was, <laughs> you know, cool. I mean, the way I'd written season three, you know, it was just like, I'm yeah. wrapping it up. Yeah. You're, you're like the Dave Chappelle of Australia, kind of, you know, you just, you, you fucking, dis- they, you didn't tell them that you weren't going to do a fourth season. <laughs> you just kind of disappeared. That's great. Yeah, I just kind of went, just kind of went, oh yeah, well, you know, I've written it this way and that's how it's going to be. So, uh, yeah, but who knows, you know, who knows? So how do you think, I was curious, like how the success of the show has affected your like create creation wise, like you, do you feel now this like burden when you're going to write, like, do you feel exactly the same as before you, Mm -hmm. before Mr. In Between, or is there a difference now when you sit down to, to write something, does it feel different? It does feel a little different. I mean, there is that kind of pressure there. You know, the show's been very well received. And so you want to make something that's at least as good um, if possible. Um, you, you know, so there is that there is that kind of pressure. But I've always put a lot of pressure on myself anyway um, with scripts and stuff like that. So it's just added a little bit more extra pressure on top. And I've got it. But that's a good thing, you know, because it means that, you know, I've really got to push myself, you know. I can't just sort of sit back and relax and kind of go, oh, yeah, that's fine. I don't need to do another draft, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, it, 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 I can channel that pressure uh, into something positive so that hopefully the next thing is, you know, people enjoy it as much or if not more than uh, what I've done so far. How do you, how do you get so lucky with all those actors? Like I feel like every actor in that show, like yes. it was unbelievable. There wasn't one person where you're like, yeah, well, that's the weak link, you know, or that's that's the one yeah. that they come on the screen. It makes me feel this way. Like it was mm-hmm. just incredible. Yeah, like we are very very blessed in Australia. Yeah, what know, is it? Have. What is it with you guys over there? Yeah. And all every the best actors come from there. You know, I'm, I'm a oh, I don't, know. I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, look, yeah, I don't know about the best actors uh, come from Australia, but but because uh, you guys, I mean, you know, but uh, you know, we have we have fantastic actors who are very underused. Like, for example, the guy mm-hmm. who plays my brother in the show. Oh, um, oh, so whose good. last name I'd is ne- Cassie, by never, the way. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. What's his nationality? That. He's a, he's just just full on Australian. There's no little Middle Eastern in there. <laughs> well, there's no. Sorry, mate. Sorry, there's no. no I mean, it's spelled mate. differently to your name, but uh, mm-hmm. but he is like he is so good, and I'd never heard of him before. Like I'd never seen him in anything. You know, maybe a TV commercial somewhere or something like that. Um, and you watch him in the show and it's just like, my God, how is it that I've never seen you before? Yeah. Why, why is this the first time, you know, sitting in a sit doing a scene with him and going, you're, you're unbelievable. You're amazing. Like you should have your own show. You should be, you know, it's, uh, and there's so many times that happen, you know, with people, I'm just, I'm sitting there doing a scene with them and going, you know, why have, why are you not a huge uh, star why are you not like on air, yeah. everything you know why are you not on the cover of magazines you know um and i had that experience so much and we were very very lucky um we were we were so lucky we had so many we had so many great great people well great people find great material you know i i, I don't 
I, I've yet to ever really watch a show of that caliber like yours and, you know, some of the others we've referenced where anyone's ever felt out of place. You know, I think that it, I think that that, that happens. And I mean, I feel like a lot of people, even on Sopranos, you know, they were much older when the show started and they were those people that were, you know, doing character things and probably were on all the different law and orders a bunch of times as New York actors, but then Sopranos, you know, became their break. So I feel like your show was probably that for a lot of them as well. Mm, 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 yeah. Well, Jamie uh, was saying how you didn't even show up to uh, accept your best actor awards, but somehow you showed up to do our podcast and we're extremely grateful. <laughs> and uh, I just can't. I, I had to. I, I, I had to. I had to. It's, you know, like I've spent so much, so many hours of my life watching The Sopranos. It was like I, I gotta, I gotta come on here. I gotta talk to you guys. Like oh. this, this is, this is a big moment for me. Like I've actually put, like you know, I've actually put a shirt on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But generally, I'm like I'll wear a singlet, which you guys call a wife beater, or I'll wear a just a t-shirt. But I'm like, no. I mean, I've got tracksuit oh. pants on there below, but but I've actually got the shirt on. So uh, yeah, this is this is this is this is actually quite a big moment for me. And That's so uh, nice of you to yeah. say. And I think moments like this, because Rob and I just are in awe of you and, and Kasim of your talent, like for you to say that back to us, that's when one of those moments where I have to like, or I'm reminded and I'm grateful of what I got to be a part of because I would never think that anyone would have any, you know, awareness of me or any work that I did or anything like that. You know, it's just, you put things out in the world and you don't know what happens, even though people say certain things. So thank you for saying that, but it's, it's truly means so much to us that you, you know, took this time out to sit with us and answer all of our questions. And we're just such huge fans. Yeah. And before you go, and I like to ask this question, Marvel <laughs> calls you up. They want you to play a villain or superhero. What do you say? Uh, can I have a look at the script? Mm, mm -hmm. Great response. Mm -hmm. So politically, mm -hmm. yes, democratic. I like it. Wait, if we're mm -hmm. asking pajama pants questions, and I, I have one too, we're gonna be all straight up and respectful. But this is still respectful. Yeah. Do mostly. do people in Australia know who Derek Jeter is? Okay, I know the name, and he's uh okay, sportsman. Right. So yeah. he's a he's a famous baseball player. And back in the day, our right. trash newspaper here, oh, not trash, but the trash page of a newspaper here, page six, I believe it was page six, allegedly, whatever I got to say, came out with a thing where he would after he would sleep with girls or they would stay over his place, <laughs> he would have a car waiting for them downstairs to take them home. And in the back of the car was a gift bag. And it was alleged. It was allegedly, 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 allegedly that sometimes there might have been a signed baseball in there. <laughs> like certain uh, true gentlemen. Yeah, certain things like this. So, a pajama pants question that we <laughs> love to talk about is: if you were in some universe that type of person, where you were going to make a gift bag for a lady when she was leaving your house, what would be in your gift bag? <laughs> <laughs> Take your See, time. We made Take it all the way to the end. <laughs> I did. I I I need a lot of time. I need a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. So limo. What well, kind of the limo home is kind of the gift, really? I mean, that's, uh, yes, that's a great. But you're going answer. the that's, extra mile. <laughs> he's not going him a cap. You know, well, could it probably be something? Uh, no, nah, not cookies. Uh, Jamie I said cookie. Really Jamie's one of Jamie's my, things. My, is a cookie. my parting gift is cookies. If I'm sending a gentleman off in a car and bidding him adieu, and I want him to have sweet memories of me, I send him off with some chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I, it'd probably be something like uh, oh, probably mouthwash. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> oh, is great. good. We said uh, for me, I don't know if this is a thing there, but we said uh, I, I like slipping a bacon, egg and cheese in there, like a bacon, egg and cheese on a roll. They're going to be hungry from all that. Well, sex. you want some like good <laughs> greasy breakfast after a night of sex. That's right. For yeah, that's sure. Right. Yeah. That's, um, a good, that's a good one. This. Yeah, this is a this is a perfect <laughs> this way. Is to what end, a, this right? is normally how We've we talk on our questions. podcast. <laughs> I want to ask you oh, yeah, two yeah, questions yeah, yeah. from our listeners. 
Uh, and they're both the same questions. One's from <laughs> is one's from Jay uh, Zawo, and the other's from Ben IHW. Uh, as a non-Australian, are dimmies as popular in Australia as they appear in the show? And why is Ray Scott so obsessed with dimmies? That's a good question. Um, they're not super popular here. Um, it's just that Ray just has a bit of a thing for them. Um, and I personally don't particularly have any kind of pension for uh, dimmies at all. It's like a dumpling. Is yeah, that kind of what it say, is? Like a fried like dumplings, dumpling, right? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and you can get, like you can get the frozen ones at the supermarket and the frozen ones at the supermarket, you can steam them or you can um, fry them. Um, and they're basically all the worst parts of an animal <laughs> yep. that nobody wants uh. to eat is, is, is in there. Um, and if you, you know, you can get gourmet ones, you know, if you go certain places, you can get a gourmet dimmy, which, which are really quite delicious, but, but the ones that most people eat here are, are pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. Um, yeah, you guys never had a ne- You guys have never had a dimmy before. Never seen a dimmy. Never heard of. Never heard of it, Mister In Between. Yeah, but just don't you? Would you? Would would you? Would you eat one? I, yeah, if I, I sent yeah. a packet over there to you guys. Oh would, yeah. Would you totally <laughs> eat them with soy sauce? Okay. Yeah. Okay, just give me an address. Maybe not Rob. Send Rob is very precious about what he puts in his body. No, Rob would eat it. Cassa- Rob would try. You would. Well, what, what do you I, mean? I'll get down with everything. The I'm worst fine. parts of a of an animal, meaning they just like grind everything. Like up. a hot dog, right? Okay, but like yeah, you know, worst, if you saw like if you saw the, Tay uh, with a little onion, it's fine. Genitals. We're talking genitals, oh. butthole, <laughs> like everything, organs, bone, cow whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So there are they like they're a real cheap food. Rob, would you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, really if cheap, if, nasty. I'll send some. I'll send just out of respect. Out of respect to yeah. you, I would because what I I definitely I would have a problem eating it at a restaurant. But man, if you're saying you're gonna package them up and send them, I don't know, however yeah. many miles away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they keep. <laughs> yeah, they uh, keep. Dimmy's keep. Dimmy's keep. Babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll last. Uh, you know, they'll last forever. Yeah. Absolutely. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the yes. show. Is there uh, anywhere people can find you or do you want them to find you? <laughs> well, we got to tell everybody, all the pajama pants listeners, everybody to go out and watch the show because it's I think the, they if they haven't, I think that they're oh, it's all on Hulu. Yeah, every yes, it's it's I mean, it's like there are certain shows I've recommended here where I've been like, I know, like I can understand why 50 percent of the people might come back and say they didn't enjoy Besides, unless somebody's like, oh, it's too dark and I'm like, you know, I can't handle that shit. I can't find a single critique about your show, even if I was going through like forced to do that. It's like, I guess somebody could say it's too dark. I don't think it is, but I could see somebody. But besides Mm. that, Mm. I can't see Mm. anything that somebody could possibly. No, it's a slow burn and it's like real authentic and honest. And, you know, if you're a fan of like anime uh, and you like crazy shit happen, like a city gets destroyed every episode, maybe this isn't for you. Like this is kind of like Mm. it's a slice of life character study that's really well done. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everybody go watch uh, Mr. In Between on Hulu, FX, and where do you want them to come see you on Instagram or if no, they want? You know, I've, you I've, seem so unconcerned know, with not, any of that stuff. I'm just, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just, that's, I, not, that's why I don't want to be. No. I just want to be, you know, I don't like the whole thing about being, you know, famous and all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. I just try to avoid. That kind of thing. So that's why you need to be famous. Yeah. So yeah. I found you on Instagram. Uh, they're gonna find you. Yeah. You know, we will just how I found me. We cannot yeah. wait to see what you do next. We're such huge fans of you. Thank you so much for Mr. In Between. And thank you so much for spending all this time with us. We really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks so much, Scott. Absolute pleasure, guys. Really thank you pleasure. so much. Okay. See you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks again. It was incredible. Was, Scott Ryan, was, ladies and gentlemen of Mr. in between and that is uh that's a pod huh yeah i it was hard that to feel was... grateful during sopranos but not right he's now he's the best the best he's so best. cool wait Love the shape by of the way skull. again i want to see our faces when he came on because i know i was like this yeah right I yeah was it was a surprise so happy gabby don't use those for the 
thumbnail because Gabby, it's embarrassing. Don't. Yeah, this is we got to yes. be cool with this podcast on, thumbnail. Yeah. Gabby, make it cool. Yeah. Like Gabby, look at the thumbnail for Mr. In Between on uh, uh, Hulu and Haley. 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 And mimic that. Okay. We Cass, need I was dramatic- like very, very uh, impressed that you had the balls to do an Australian accent to him. Oh, yeah. No worries. Yeah, the thumbnail for this has to be like, you me, know, like me and Rob have only been doing it for uh, like a year and a half straight. So, yeah, we've gotten OK at it. Um, guys, that's an episode. You guys uh, hope you enjoyed that. We had such a blast. We like being able to share things that we're turned on by and that we like. And then hopefully you guys will like, too. Thanks for uh, Rob for, for getting him on the show. And Thanks, Joe Perino. Like Joe Perino. Thank you, sir. Follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Jamie and I are on whoa, Instagram whoa, whoa, whoa. and Twitter. You got to be like Scott Ryan, dude. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't, not. we're not worried about that kind matter. of stuff. Don't find us. Don't go don't to our subreddit, r slash pajama fans. No, don't, don't. You have to go to no. the subreddit. Though, don't subscribe. Don't subscribe. Click the notification bell. That way, you know, when our videos go live no. every Tuesday. Just go morning. away. Don't do just that. go away. <laughs> Everyone just fuck off. fuck off. <laughs> and maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe not. Who cares? So cool.